Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. From KQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. I'm Josh Tyree. I'll be reading a very short story called My Other Family. It's from a collection of stories still in progress with the working title of Asteroids. My first book, which I co-authored with my friend Ben Walters, was BFI film classics The Big Lebowski, a critical appreciation of the Coen Brothers film published by the British Film Institute. I teach fiction and nonfiction classes as a lecturer in the creative writing program at Stanford. My Other Family An old acquaintance from college asked me to meet him and his four-year-old son at the Walmart outside of town. I thought the request was a little strange, since we hadn't been in touch. I'd never met his kid. In fact, I'd assumed that the guy wanted nothing to do with me. Chris knew full well that we'd both been living in the same area since graduation. Back in college, I had a thing for Kelly, the girl he was dating then, and later married. Kelly had snuck out on him once with me during the earliest days of their relationship, and I was never sure whether she'd ever told Chris about it. It was only one bewildering hour we had together in the snow, past midnight in the graveyard near the chapel, past the tennis courts, and nothing had come of it. In college, Chris had access to a trust fund, I was the scholarship kid who always had to pretend I wasn't hungry when we went out to eat in a big group. Chris would end these banquets by saying, Hey, why don't we just split up the bill evenly amongst ourselves? After college, Chris had gone into the construction business. His company was prominent, and I followed his fortunes in the local papers. Over the same years, I'd gotten stuck in a succession of temporary jobs. I was telemarketing at the moment. And now Chris had called me up and said, I need your help. It's my son. And of course I jumped at the chance. Chris wound up our short conversation by adding, Oh, when you meet my son, just play along with whatever I do. His name is also Chris, but we call him CJ. For Chris Jr.? I get it, I said. So there they were, in one of the vast aisles of toys. Chris had beefed up, but he was immediately recognizable. He was down at his son's level, talking to him, squatting like a catcher. He wore a dark blazer over a golf shirt. His little boy was dressed up in a tuxedo, or not a tuxedo exactly, but white tie, top hat, and tails. He actually had a miniature cane to go with his getup. He had bright red hair and goofy big ears. He was going to be brutalized in school. I couldn't help thinking of his mother because of the resemblance. Kelly had those same funny ears, which she hid with her red hair. And that night, back in college, in the snow, Kelly's hair had gotten caught in the zipper of her down vest as she rearranged her clothes. Then she had breathed in my ears because they'd gone numb in the cold and I was complaining about it. She hadn't said anything. It was just the warm breath alone. 
Chris saw me coming toward them down the aisle, caught my eye, and gestured for me to wait at a little distance. I stood there looking at toys, named for new television programs I'd never heard of, and thought of the gray hairs coming in at my temples. Say that again, Chris was saying to his son. I dare you to say it. My other parents, CJ said. Well, what about them, Chris said sharply. But he looked up at me and winked. My real parents, CJ continued, less certain now. So I'm not your real dad, Chris said. No, CJ said. And and, and when my other parents get here, they're going to punish you. They're going to give you a time out. Uh-oh, Chris said. I bet your real parents don't buy you whatever you want at Walmart, huh? Do they? I bet they don't. They do so, CJ said. They buy me everything, and they don't just let me have one toy. I can have as many as I want. Hey, look over there, CJ, Chris said, pointing at me. His son turned around, showing me his best moping face. Look, Chris said, see that guy over there? Say, I think that's your other daddy. Isn't that him? CJ was surprised at this turn of events. He said, "Uh, I don't know. Chris gestured to me to sort of get on with it. Hello, son, I said, trying to sound cheerful. See, Chris said, told you it was him. It's your real dad, CJ. Say hello. Hello? C.J. said. I regretted what I was doing, but I was kind of down a path with this. Your real dad has come here to take you back to your real home, Chris said, and you'll never see me or mommy again. Isn't that marvelous? C.J. started crying, quietly, his stratagems utterly confused. The poor kid actually sat down to weep with his hands on his head looking in his outfit like a miniature 19th-century gent from a Sherlock Holmes story. The top hat and cane lay by his side. Chris stood up and left him there, toppled over on the linoleum. He came over to me with a big grin. When we shook hands, he gave me several hundred-dollar bills and a piece of paper with an address on it. "'How the heck are ya?' he said, beaming. He pointed back at his son talking very loudly so that C.J. could overhear. We enjoyed having him, but I guess it's time for old C.J. here to return to his real parents. Chris was relishing this. Then Chris lowered his voice so that only I could hear him. There's about $400. Buy him toys, take him out for Taco Bell, a movie, you know, that shit. Our address is written down there. Bring him home for supper. And keep the rest for yourself. Then he turned to CJ and flung a hail goodbye at his son. It was nice knowing you. As Chris walked away, CJ looked up. When he lost visual contact with his dad, he started to shriek. The kid stood up and tried running after him, but he stumbled when his patent leather shoe caught the side of his tailored black pant leg, and he fell down again. By the time I reached him, he was sobbing and hyperventilating. I went over to comfort the boy. It was an easy choice. Will he come back, Chris Jr. said. Don't worry, CJ, I said. I'll take you to your mom. I bet she bought you this suit, didn't she?
To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.